BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment. Weekly concert listings. Weekly event listings. The environment. Travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader. Free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. It's a day before Thanksgiving, actually two days before Thanksgiving. And I said, who do I want as a guest on my show? And I thought about it. Huh, do I want Michael Jordan? Do I want Barack Hussein Obama? Do, do I want Denzel Washington? Do I want Paul Newman? I can't have Paul Newman because he's dead. I know, Pat Whalen. Why didn't I think of him first? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I talk to salad dressing sometimes, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge you for trying to get Paul Newman. You simulate it in, in the supermarket, talking to the jars. I like the. Uh oh, is that the dog whining? Yeah, Susie wants to be on the show, Ben. All right, well, she we wants to know why you didn't Susie call her. I didn't call Susie because I wanted to talk to Pat Whalen and Pat Whalen, ladies and gentlemen, is an actor comedian uh, in Chicago uh, and uh, a dear friend of our show. And he, it was, he had a major breakthrough of sorts uh, this year. I thought, you know, it'd be nice to tell this story, have Pat tell this story uh, on the eve of Thanksgiving or just after Thanksgiving. Lord knows when this thing is dropping about his big break uh, in the... <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> it's his break. It's his big break. I'm having a breakthrough. You said you said I had a breakthrough. So I haven't had a breakthrough in a while. But. You, are you okay? <laughs> oh, great moments in podcasting. He just disappeared. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, this I know about this because Doctor D told me. Yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't heard from Pat in a while. And uh, Dr. D goes, you know that Pat Whalen is in a national television commercial? And I go, wait, the Pat Whalen, who's a comedian, podcaster, friend of ours, that Pat Whalen? And he goes, yeah, in the FanDuel commercial. And I go, I've seen that FanDuel commercial a million times. That's Pat Whalen? So I called Pat Whalen. I go, get on this show and explain that national commercial, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Pat, so take it from the top. The FanDuel commercial where he gets drilled by uh, former Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Jamie Harrison. Take it from the top, Pat Whalen. It was a beautiful Tuesday morning, and I, I did something very out of character. I checked my email, and... Um, you know, it's been slow going here for, for the acting, as you may be aware. Uh, tyranny and socialism are being imposed on our nation. And uh, so theaters are closed, you know, any sort of uh, congregating of, of the theatrical nature is frowned upon these days uh, because of the hoax, is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And no, there's no, you know, there's no theater because of uh, COVID obviously. So it's been really slow, but I got an email from my agents and they said, we have an audition for you. And I said, well, that's going to be tough because there's a global pandemic. And they said, no, it's over zoom. And uh, never done that before. Usually, actually, well, you guys always see me because I was always over on that side of town. And that's what I would, I'd like pop in on you guys when you were in the studio because there was a, there was an audition uh, house right around the corner from where you used to record. And that's where I thought I'd be going. And they said, no, you're going to do it over Zoom. And I was like, okay, that's kind of stressful because going to auditions is stressful, but like welcoming audition people into your home is also another level of stress. So, you know, you got to like make sure the angle's nice. You got the feng shui, right? Everything's got to be looking good in the camera. Um, and as you know, Ben, I am from Buffalo, Buffalo, mm-hmm. New York. So I don't watch sports. So, um, <laughs> so I wasn't very familiar with, uh, you know, it's like sports betting. I'm like, all right, well, I guess that's what the kids are into these days. But of course, the commercial, the script that you get sent has nothing to do with what you're selling that would make too much sense <laughs> so they're like you're being chased by a football guy and i was like okay so again it's a zoom audition so i'm sitting on my couch being chased by a football guy so there's that beautiful brown lines raman yeah look hold on yeah, he's driving it. He's doing everything these days. He figures. He's, yeah, he's doing research for his secretary transportation spot. You know, he's that's gotta, correct. Yeah, I know how to drive the brown line. He hasn't <laughs> rode the CTA since he was campaigning. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had to look scared and be chased by someone while prone—not prone, but sitting on my couch. Um, so you know, I figured it would be very. Over the top, I just go for it. You know, it's Wait, probably so time out. Was there a script you were reading while you were looking intimidated and scared, or were you just looking intimidated and scared? Here's the thing about the script: uh, it's not there aren't any words. It's describing your action. So um, instead of it saying, "Here's what you're going to say as you're being chased by Jamie Harrison," they say, "You are being chased by Jamie Harrison." So act that way and then once you figure out what you're actually going to do Uh they start saying there's this phrase in auditioning Ben it's called have fun with it (laughs) have fun with it and what have fun with it means is write our script for us basically (laughs) we would like you to improvise based on the prompts that we've been giving you um and, you know, make it your own is another way to put it it's not really you're not really like writing it for them but like you know sometimes they don't know what they're looking for until they see it, you know? Um, so you got to bring yourself to it. You know, um, I had an audition coach in college who always said, if you didn't get it, it's cause you're too tall or your eyes are the wrong color. You know, it's something out of your control. So you might as well just be as much of yourself and bring as much of yourself to this role, especially in commercials when it's kind of a blank slate as possible. Um, so yeah, I did it uh, once and you know, it's, it's a void, you know, I'm acting for their, their cameras aren't on either Ben. And so it's me doing this stuff and, you know, of course they're very polite and they always react to the performance that you do in an audition, but you never know if they really like it. You know, you don't know if you walk out of the room and they're right. like, what a piece of shit. Before you go any further in the story, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you. 
I'm going to have a, uh, a first time ever on the Ben Jarofsky show, the uh, post-studio Ben Jarofsky show, the Ben Jarofsky show in which there is uh, no video to watch. All you do is hear people. So I'm going to ask you for our listeners to do exactly what you did for the people who were casting that commercial. Audition right, for us, Pat. You know what's crazy? I might have it (laughs) recorded. Uh, It'd be better yet just to see you do an improv. I'll do mine. I'm going to pretend I'm doing the commercial. Jamie Harrison, who's about, ladies and gentlemen, six foot five and 300 pounds, solid muscle, one of the greatest linebackers of all time, or at least the last 10 years or whatever, uh, is coming at me. Ah, no. Wow. That's my audition. <laughs> so I'm, I have it. I have it. Oh. I have it recorded. I have, I, I recorded myself doing it. And, you know, I misremembered. There, there were lines. It was a different, like, situation. So the way it was when I did the audition was the voiceover is talking to me. And for those of you that haven't seen the commercial, go look it up on YouTube because I get half a cent every time you watch it. Um, is that, but wow. <laughs> no, it is not at all. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut a deal but, with you. I'll click it a lot and you give me half a half a cent. I have 800 tabs open right now and they're all playing one thing. Um, you'll probably edit this out, Pete, but I gotta, I Every now and then Pat Whalen just sort of leaves the screen. <laughs> He leaves the computer. He's got to take care of that dog. Take care of the dog. Uh, Here we go. Uh, So it was the voiceovers like, oh, uh, this app, you know, we have sports betting through an app. That's the pitch. And it's like, we get you really close to the game. And I go, explain. And they're like, well, instead of explaining, we're just going to have this dude hit you. And I go, what? (laughs) And that's it. And if you haven't seen the commercial again, um, check it out on YouTube, but I'm told Jamie Harrison's about to hit you. And I go, huh? Or what do I say? What? I say, Oh, tackle. Yeah. They say, we're going to have Jamie Harrison tackle you. And I go tackle. Um, no, so no. here's no? what you say. I know it by heart. I have literally put about a dollar in your pocket. That's how many times I've watched that commercial. So wait a minute. Uh, I got, I'm not that good at math. So you say a half a cent a com- no a penny a com- uh, download. I've I probably put maybe a dime in your pocket. Anyway, you go who what what who is it or is it wait a minute I always get to miss it. Is it what who or who what? You <laughs> got dyslexia. Can you imagine me doing a commercial? Who what? They go, here comes Jamie Harrison. And then Pat looks up, who, what? <laughs> right? Do I have it right? Do I got the word? Something like that. I honestly, I, I don't watch sports. So I have not seen it outside of like what they sent me, uh, what my, what, what I saw online. And, and like, you know, I got blown up the first time it ran during uh, football or the NBA finals or whatever, like people from high school sending it to me. But I haven't seen it on TV. So... I think there is a, a you know, no. like just like a shaggy do. Who what? It's like, <laughs> Jamie, it's who what? That's the line. All right, let's cut, take. All right, Pat, I love you. You're beautiful. It's who what? Ready? And go. Okay. Who what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's towering over me. 
Oh God. No, I was jumping on my couch and it's, and they're like, Oh, here's Jamie Harrison. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> and then, like, you know, I think they were looking for what, what's this guy's range, you know, like in, in all seriousness, they want to know, like, what are the extremes by which you can react in a way that is commercially viable and like fits the tone of what we're looking for? Cause again, like you know, watch a car commercial these days. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like a model on a runway. It's not acting. It's just like, just stand there next to the car and look nice. So you don't know what the hell they're looking for. So again, I really went for it and swung for the fences with my who, what? <laughs> um, no, it's more like who, what? It's who, what? <laughs> I love that you are really consistent. It is literally the same every time you say it, man. That's yeah. key. That's key. You got to be consistent. I always wanted a career on the stage, Patrick, but it just didn't work out that way for me. Who, what? <laughs> <laughs> Or it could be what who I suffer from dyslexia, uh, and so you know it's one or the other, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's uh, either who, what, or what who. I have to go back and watch it again. <laughs> so anyway, I went far afield there, and I humbly apologize. So back to the uh, so you did the audition. You're like, well, you know, I could have got it, or maybe did. Then what happened? No idea how it's going to go, right? And typically with auditions, you know, you do it and then you just put it out of your mind because there's no telling what will happen next. They might call tomorrow. They might call in a month. They might never call, which is typically what happens, statistically mm-hmm. speaking. Um, and so I just put it out of my mind. And then like two days later, they're like, hey, they want to see you again. And it's like, okay, cool. And no, sometimes what you said was. Who, what? What? What, who? No, I said, what, who, that time. Because I wanted to switch it up. I want to try something Sorry. a little different, you know? Yeah. No, 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 it's okay. It's all right. Play with it. Make it your own. Have fun with it. That's, that's what you want to do. Exactly. <laughs> if they had called me, yeah. I would have said, what, who, what? Uh, and they were a fan duel, but that would mean nothing to me. That, what is that? Um, but they emailed and they said they want to see you again. And what I always do is I wear the exact same outfit I wore to the audition because they remember you, right? Like, oh yeah, the guy in the the clown shoes, you know. I don't really wear accent pieces like that, but it just it helps, you know. Um, so I wore the same outfit and did it again, but for a callback. So at an audition, it's just you and an audition a person who works at the audition house, and they're reading with you. It's called a reader, and so they're reading one side, and you're reacting through the zoom in this case, Uh, but with callbacks, uh, there's more of the production team present. Sometimes the client will be like zoomed in. Right. And that's actually outside of the pandemic, how callbacks go too, is that you're in an audition room physically, the director will probably physically be there. And then satelliting in is the client and the client could be the creative team. And it could be like the actual, like, you know, Coca-Cola execs who are like, we're going to micromanage the hell out of this commercial. Um, which is fine. There's a lot of money involved. Um, but so this time the, the director was there, a super nice guy, Matt. Uh, he lives in California. He does a lot of car commercials. I actually learned a lot. Something I learned from Matt about car commercials, Ben. Yeah. Next time you watch car commercial, look at the road. It is always wet. The road is always wet in car commercials. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's really, I had the same question, Ben. I said, that's really interesting. Why is that? And they said, ah, it's just what they do. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> it remains a mystery. It looks yeah. better. I don't know. What? Okay. So yeah, it's, it's the, the point is the guy does all types of commercials, and so he knows he knows what he's doing, which is really what you want. You don't want something run who's out of their depth. Um, and so Matt was on the thing, and he he had me do it like two or three times. I'm pretty sure. Um, but again, you never know, like maybe the director likes you and the client doesn't, maybe the director likes you, but there's a conflict and they have to change production schedule and do it next year instead. You never know, you know, so you do your best you can, you you know, you're, you're charming self, um, and you, you do what they tell you to do. And I do remember at one point he was like, really go for it this time. And in my head, I'm like, really God, I'm fucking... (laughs) far can I go I'm sitting on my couch and the linebacker is advancing on me of course my impulse is to get up and run away yeah but I have to I have to I have to explain that through my physicality while sitting down so I kind of did a push myself out of the chair routine and did wahoo and I like my, whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Like, it felt like I was in the three stooges for a minute but again you just you just go for it you don't know what the hell they're looking for so he said really go for it and I was like okay um and then uh that that and then it ended and then it's like okay well now after it's easier after an audition to not think about it it's harder after a callback because you know that you and a select few, you know, they're getting more specific about what they're looking for. You know, people are being eliminated, which means they're getting closer to what it is they're actually going to have to arrive at. And you got to remember, it's like a negotiation, right? The director probably wants to go in one way. The creative team is dealing with the client and the director. There's there's a lot of, you know, personalities and, you know, just variables in these types of situations. And your job is just to stand where they tell you and say what you're supposed to say. So I try not to get too caught up with it. But I was looking at my phone, checking my notifications. And my agent called. So the agents will email about an audition. They will text to remind you that you are late to an audition. Yeah. But if they call, something's up. And it's not out of 10, it's a great thing. You know, maybe that 10 times it's like they had to cancel the shoot or, you know, they, you, I don't know, you, <laughs> you need to lose five pounds. Um, but for me, when the agents call, it's always a good thing because I just had a call back and that means they want to call and give you the good news uh, right over the phone. And then they'll usually talk about logistics a little bit. Um, and in this time, there's a pretty tight turnaround after the, the callback uh, where it was like a few days later, I'm pretty sure, um, maybe a week that the shoot was. And so they're like, are you good to go? Do you know where this is? Double checking that you're available at that time. You know, of course they've been asking you every audition and callback uh, if you're okay for those dates, but you know, (laughs) global pandemic, I'm pretty open. Um, (laughs) So I'm around, you know, just give me a call. Um, And so I booked it. And that is again, discrepancy, Ben, which we had earlier, which of course is in, in, in podcast parlance, Mm-hmm. getting booked mm. is you're going to be on the show. So you booked me to do this today, but in acting parlance, I booked the commercial, which means I got the part. And of course, when I'm arrested, I get booked down with that. Stiff. <laughs> we won't have to, we don't have to get yeah. into that, yeah. but I've, I've been booked every which way. So when you got that word, did you jump up and down? Yeah, I was pretty excited um, because this, again, in my first national commercial, you know, I've done some regional stuff. I've done some industrials. I've, I've done some, 
uh, you know, hit or miss spots, but um, this is this is big. This is a national commercial that plays nationally. Um, so I was very excited. Yeah, uh, it was a first timer for me, and then I'm like, okay, well, what is what does all this mean? You know, like what? national beam. I know it's going to play everywhere and so then it's like, okay, well, let's talk about the contract. You know? and it's going to play on social media and like not only are they going to play the full commercial on TV, it'll, there'll be clips and like stuff like that. But I, as I said before we got going, I'm not a diva about that kind of stuff. I, I trust my agents is really what it comes down to. Like, you know, they, they get a, a, a portion of everything I make for the booking because they're dealing with all the logistics. And um, I try really hard to just let them do their jobs and just focus on me doing mine. So was I pumped? Yeah. And then I was like, who's Jamie Harrison? No, <laughs> and uh, I hit up my buddy Wes actually. Uh, and I was like, Hey, uh, and it's tricky because you, you hit up your actor friends and how am I going to tell him that I got this big gig and not make him feel like shit. Um, but Wes is a good buddy of mine and he knows I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not peacocking on him and I'm hitting him up and I'm saying, who's Jamie Harrison? He's like, you gotta be kidding. He's yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? He's gonna, he's gonna chase you. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, bro. And he said, Google his, his, he, she said, go to google.com and put in Jamie Harrison workout. And I did that. And I was like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, he's a big man. <laughs> he's a large, it's hard to believe we're the same species. Actually. Yeah. Like really, it's, it's he's amazing. Very strong. So in the commercial, which I've seen, as I said, about a hundred times, first of all, I saw it a hundred times without realizing it was Pat Whalen. Cause I watched the NBA finals it was on the NBA finals. So I'm watching Jamie Harrison international man of mystery. I am, huh. I am a master of disguise. I'm a master of my craft. It, it was absolutely brilliant acting. Uh, by <laughs> said, I am not Patrick Whalen. I am a compulsive gambler who <laughs> <laughs> am on my phone placing bets. Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden Jamie Harrison, comes into my living room and I am an actor. I am not Patrick Whalen. And so I didn't know. And then all of a sudden, you know, I've seen it a hundred times. And Dennis said, Hey, you know, Pat Whalen's in the commercial with Jamie Harris. I'm like, wait a minute. So that's when I went over to uh, YouTube and there you were. Who, what? And so, who, uh, what? <laughs> so, uh, you know, you go to the commercial, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What's it like shooting a commercial in the middle of a pandemic? Well, it's uh, a lot like shooting a commercial not during a pandemic, honestly. It's, uh, you know, you, I, I was wearing a mask, of course, uh, in the car. You're you know, wearing what you wore to the callback because you're, you don't know what to wear. And, you, of course, I had already gone to my fitting. I neglected to mention the fitting, and which the fitting <laughs> is uh, a day or two before the shoot and you go to a production house that is typically rented by the client. And there are a lot of companies that do this, uh, West loop. Really. There's a lot of like former industrial spaces that they've like knocked down and turned into sets and stuff like that. And there are costume people who've been hired, hired guns, uh, who are, um, just, just one gig in many to them. Right. And, um, you get fitted for the clothes and this happens almost every time you show up wearing what you wore to the 
<laughs> or at least I do. I wear what I wore in the audition and in the callback because that's what they saw me in. And if they said, Hey, by the way, don't wear that fucking shirt. Okay. And then yeah. you, know, you pick something else. But if they don't, they probably like the direction that you're going in. So I wear it to the fitting and the ladies are like, okay, we have like six outfits to try on. And then like they interchange the shirts with the pants and it takes like four hours and it's just part of the gig. Um, and then of course they arrive at, Hey, what is this? Oh, that's what I wore here. Oh, why don't you just wear that? Oh, okay. Let <laughs> me do my own makeup too while you're at it. How about I'll me rewriting you know. the script? I'll have you know my glasses, my <laughs> actual phone, yeah. my shirt, I believe, all in the commercial. So yeah. I'm just, I'm a package deal. I bring it all with me. It's a nice. So, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Well, that, that was the day before, and they gave me a different pair of pants and like a pair of shoes that I brought with. And then um, I drive out to the to the burbs, and I forget which uh, uh, which one of the um, suburbs it was. But um, I already gave her one cup. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. That's only a dog. Oh, uh, <laughs> the <joys of> podcasting. <laughs> yeah. I already uh, gave her one cup. I don't know. <laughs> Either. I, hope, I hope you have the timestamp, D. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I gave her some food. To see, man, we were stop whining. I tried to bribe her. She wants to be on the podcast. Oh, God. I say we keep it all in. What the hell? Oh, yeah. We're keeping it in there. That's oh, great. Perfect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Package deal. I told you. I bring it all with me. Oh my God. Wow. So I, I saw so I, I saw it on the camera. You unfortunately didn't get to see that. Um so uh, uh ass crack of dawn. I didn't Oh yes. So you gotta get up like with we get up with the sun. Mm-hmm. You gotta be there super super early. Mm-hmm. Um so that you can sit there for a few hours. Yeah, um, yeah hurry up and wait. Yeah, and it's so they can get eyes on you, and it's good to have, like, your body there. Like, you know, on on TV or something, they'll have someone who's, like, your build and wearing pretty much the same clothes stand in for you when they're adjusting lights and stuff like that because it is very, very technical and very precise. And, um, it, you know, I took a few pictures, but I actually signed a lifetime NDA, so you'll never see them. <laughs> um I couldn't believe it. It's a life, lifetime. Like typically, you sign an NDA. It's like five years. It's like yeah. this for your entire. This is a Supreme Court justice <laughs> style NDA. You show anyone, we will. You'll have a laser on your forehead in, in minutes. But Dennis, I, what would Lori say if he broke that NDA? I will take your car. I will arrest you. I will whatever. Don't come to me for nothing. That's what she said. Uh, uh, wait, so what so, does the NDA prevent you from doing for the rest of your life? I can't show any, any like pictures or anything that I took. So it's just, it's them being like, don't take a selfie with Jamie Harrison and post it online before we post our commercial. Cause it's kind of a big secret that we booked him. And as you know, FanDuel had this like many commercials, uh, for this particular uh, rollout for the app that had a bunch of like former NFL heavy hitters in all these spots. And it's better for them and more, makes more of a splash as a brand if they drop and people don't already know what's going to happen. So, I see. yeah. So now you're and allowed to put the photo on your Facebook wall. Lifetime NDA, Ben. <laughs> what part lifetime. of lifetime? <laughs> I cannot show anyone any of these 
ever. <laughs> Unreal. It's a secret. Can't, can't show you. Sorry. Oh my god, that's tough. That's a real tough NDA. Okay, do you know how hard it is for an actor to work with a celebrity and then keep it a secret? Yeah, but it's not a secret anymore. You figure they give you a little leeway on the. Hey, I can I just put it on my Instagram? Uh, me and Jamie. I know. I'm not going to tag him. Like I won't tag Fanduel. What do you want me to do? Hey, the rules are the rules. So whatever. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I have a ton of pictures because the amount of just stuff that they crammed into this house is actually just someone's house. You know, like someone, the, the scout, uh, the, the scouting uh, location scout showed up at these people, knocked on their door and said, hello, we'd like to use your house for a commercial. Can we give you some money to leave? And we can just be very careful with everything. Um, and that's the thing. And so I drove out to the suburbs to this people's house, a very nice cul-de-sac. Um, and, yeah, it's just a ton of people, a ton of wires, a ton of generators, a ton of lighting equipment, cameras, screens, chairs. Um, and that, it, it was extra weird because, again, pandemic. So we're trying to stay six feet away from everybody, and it's impossible to do all the time when you're doing this. So it was as low risk as they could make it. Um, but I, I showed up bright and early. I got changed. You sit around for a while. I watched intimidating videos of Jeff Jamie Harrison and got into character as someone who was scared by large men advancing on them, um, which was not difficult to do. Um, and then we start to shoot. And he, it, Jamie didn't show up till halfway through the day. Um, and so I did a lot of stuff in the morning. So there's a shot where I come out of a bedroom and he bursts through a door <laughs> after me. Mm-hmm. And that was shot upstairs, and so they got everything upstairs, and then they put in the fake door, um, and the guy who was chasing me wasn't actually Jamie Harrison. It was uh, his uh, body double, his stunt guy, um, and so we shot that, and, like, you know, there's a ton of stuff that never makes it into the 30-second commercial, you know? Like, we shoot a ton of stuff that didn't make it. A lot of stuff I was kind of sad that I thought was really funny that should have made the cut that, you know, again, they have their own machinations and uh, algorithms for the decision-making process. So, um, we shot upstairs, shot the one of me going through the, him chasing me through the bathroom door. Um, and then we moved downstairs and we did the table. So when he walks into the room and not where I'm both on either side of the table and I go, can we not do the tackle? Um, that's when we did that. Uh, shot and then we did me hiding so there's one that didn't make it that was just me hiding from him and he's like walking around in the background going <laughs> like incredible all breaking stuff didn't make the cut and then we did the one of him chasing me out the door so it was really only four or five scenes and it took damn near nine hours ten hours Whoa. so yeah it's a full day for sure yeah. well i um i got an immense kick out of it uh, and then, uh, of course, it culminates with uh, Jamie Harrison tackling your your body double. You're not Correct. literally you. Uh, thank goodness it wasn't you. They couldn't pay you enough. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but it's so not, funny. Not Pat get, Whalen has a body double. Uh, he's a not, superstar now. And, not to get my. Uh, yeah, can't, didn't pay me enough to get my back broken because um, that was one thing I did. I talked to Jamie about because um, they did the hit before the, the last shot of the day was me running across the lawn. So like me running out the door. There's one where like I run by the camera. The camera's in the yard, facing the house. I run by. So that was one. And then there's one where I'm like on the other end of the law, uh, the lawn 
with my hands on my knees, breathing hard. And I was kind of like, so I get to the edge of my lawn. <laughs> That's as far as I can flat out sprint from this guy. <laughs> my character must smoke 12 packs a day or something. I don't like I run like 40 feet and I'm out of breath and he just slams me right there. And that was the last shot at him hitting, hitting my body double and everybody, I mean the truck drivers, the caterers, the lighting people, the makeup people. Uh, there was a lady who worked for the client who was just walking around with a laptop all day and they were like zoomed in and she had her own like internet hotspot so they could see everything that was going on. Mildly this dystopian. Um, yes. but everybody came out to, to see the hit happen. And there was actually a funny thing that happened with, uh, the stunt guy, which I'm just going to tell. I don't care. Um, I showed up in the morning and uh, I got fitted first. All, all the costume stuff is done. All the clothes are on. And then you go into makeup and hair and makeup is called because they do your hair and makeup. Um, and I sit down in the chair and they're like, hi, how are you? Hi, good. And I take my mask off because they have to put the makeup on and they go, you have a beard. And I go, why? Yes, I do. <laughs> and they said, we didn't know that. And I said, well, is that a problem? They said, well, they don't, we don't have one for your stunt double. And I was like, oh, hey, Susie. Hey, Susie. She's, she's heard this one before. <laughs> Susie's like, no, I don't want to hear this one more time, okay? She's seen the commercial a million times. She's heard the story about the beard. But a true testament to the hair and makeup people who, I mean, everyone on set is, it's incredible. Like, you, you know, the, the things that, you know, because it's always like they they plan everything down to the the, the most smallest detail, and it, invariably things go wrong, and you got to wait. Tim, out. did they make you shave? No, I had to keep it. Well, it was this whole thing, right? It was like a half hour. Where I just had to like wander off, but don't go too far. And like they had to work out hair and makeup. I had to tell the guy who talks to the director, and then the guy told the director, and the director goes, "Oh shit!" And then the <laughs> the they then they tell the client, and then the the client. Uh, who is probably the creative and not the actual like FanDuel people. The creative has to talk to FanDuel and FanDuel's FanDuel wanted to shave. Well, no, we like the beard because, you know, our demographics are, you know, they, I don't know who uses sports betting app guys with beards, I guess. So keep the beard. Okay. But we don't have a beard for the stunt double. Um, so they had to find in the suburbs, this like wig shop. <laughs> and at that wig shop, they had to figure out a way to get a beard that looked like my beard for the guy and if, if that's not enough for you, they digitally put my face on his face. Yeah, I mean, like, why did he need a beard? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. That you just, yeah. Or, God, I hate to say it, it's a FanDuel commercial. We're not talking about you know Citizen Kane here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nobody's gonna <laughs> notice. Wait a minute. Hold on. The guy getting tackled does not have a beard, and yet the guy who goes, who what? Has a beard, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, then, <laughs> but I. But when I did see it, I went frame by frame the first time I saw it, and I was like, "They put my face on his face," and there was this whole thing about the beard. It was just remarkable, unbelievable. But, um, in the moment, it's you know the reason that it's easy in post production is because they put so much time and effort into it ahead of time. So um, that, that's kind of the just amazing thing about it is that like you get thrown for a loop like that, and then they they make it work. All right, now uh, 
We've spent so much time talking about this commercial. I've taken great delight in doing that, that I, I haven't had an opportunity to talk about what I also wanted to talk about. So we're going to have to postpone that for a while. Uh, yeah. And that is your utter obsession. We should do a whole show. Pat Whalen, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to being a famous podcaster, comedian, and uh, <laughs> uh, fan duel uh, spokesperson, or at least actor, uh, is obsessive about Sunday talk shows. And I just learned this the other day for the first I've known this guy for I would at least four or five years. And I just learned this the other day. He gets up every Sunday and he watches from nine to one. Yeah, he's not it's going to church, church ladies. <laughs> it's his ch- four it's hours. It's my church, it's my football. It's I mean it's my weekend. And I mean, if I may, you know, it doesn't just start on Sunday. It, the, the, the weekend is uh, <laughs> devoted to uh, just news obsession. So first of all, every night in our house, it's news hour, 6 p.m., Judy Woodruff. This is a Judy Woodruff, y- y- Michelle Sindor. Uh, this, is, this is a household where we support them. We watch them every night. They caught up on world events, domestic issues, economics. Then Chicago Tonight, 7 to 8 o'clock on WTTW. I love that. Of course, I'll be streaming Ben Jarofsky at one o'clock on YouTube uh, every Tuesday through Friday. Um, and then uh, on Friday, it's a special day because we have news hour at six, Chicago night at seven and Washington week at eight o'clock. <laughs> and that is my Friday night movie. I am a big uh, uh, <laughs> Robert Costa fan. The big Greek, I call him. Um, and uh, so that's that's Friday, and then Saturday is typically I listen to a podcast while I'm like doing something else, which is uh, on point on NPR, which is my favorite news digest. Every Friday they talk about this week in the news, um, and then Sunday, yeah, that's 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 my day. Wow, that's that's a big chunk of my day. So it's Meet the Press nine to ten this week with George Stephanopoulos ten to eleven. 11 to 11.30 is Firing Line with Margaret Hoover on PBS, which is a great show. I cannot recommend it enough. My, the, I, call, I don't call it Firing Line. I call it, remember Republicans? Because Margaret Hoover is actually like a conservative and like a Republican. And it's like she is broadcasting from the past before Donald Trump, where it's like, no, I just have like actual economic differences and like, you know, foreign policy differences with the liberal left. Um, and she's very measured and she has everyone on from across the spectrum. Um, and it's a great show. Um, and then, uh, at noon it's face the nation with Margaret Brennan. And that's, that's the heavy hitter. They say the best for last for me. That's, that's one of my favorites because you'll have, you'll have Pompeo on, you'll have Mark Meadows on and, and that will be like the clip that they'll play, you know, God bless Chuck Todd, but he's no Tim Russert. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Tim Russert, Ben from Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, that's right. That's I knew right. that. Um, for so, 10 trivia points, what was his father's name? Tim. Big Russ. Big Remember? Russ. Yeah, he goes, Big Russ. He always he wrote a book about I think, don't quote me on this, but I think, I, think, right. I think the book's called Big Russ or The World of Big Russ. I think you're right. I, I forgot about that. The things I know. I didn't even watch the damn shows. <laughs> but I, you don't watch Chuck Todd because it's like Steve well, Colbert had a thing about that where it's like, if I want to know what middle of a plate news was three days ago, this is what I watch. You know, like it's very, it's just the reason I watch this week and meet the press is because you know what the script is this week. 
you know what Meadows is going to be playing with. You know what uh, Pelosi's line is going to be. You know, like it's just a way to, to like see what they're focused on, what their talking points, what what their issues they're focused on, and it just it, it kind of helps you know what to pay attention to for the rest of the week yeah. for me. So. I um, have gone through my entire life without watching any of those shows. Um, there was a time way back in the 80s. Uh, I'm a little ashamed to admit this. This is long before you or Dennis were uh, watching TV. Uh, and there was a show called McLaughlin Report. McLaughlin, uh, yeah. Yeah, I used to love that show. I, can't, I don't know why. Uh, he would like Question. bark out questions at people and just Question. yes or no. You know, Pat yeah. Whalen is Chris Christie a moron? Yes or no? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. If you give him yes. enough money, yes, he will be By the way, a, a moron. Uh, so you you were watching this Sunday when Chris Christie criticized Trump's lawyers, correct? I did. Yeah, and I'm also looking at Twitter the whole time that I'm like watching the shows, and Christie was a little critical before then. You know, if any of these other uh, Republicans, maybe not Graham, you know, maybe not McConnell, but if any of these other guys were a little less fringe, even though (laughs) Christie worked for the man, um, had to go on TV every Sunday and have everyone look at him like, really? Yeah. (laughs) Really? You know, like, how long can you do that and just lie through your goddamn teeth on national television? You know, so I, I don't know what prompted him to say those things, but. Yeah, and, you know, it, on paper, it looks like, whoa, he's really – but when he's saying it, it, you know, his inflection and, you know, just like the way he's talking about it, it's not – it's not – he's not calling him out. He's just saying, the obvious, man. The emperor wears no clothes. Like, this well, isn't – like, this shouldn't be controversial, right? Like, what's controversial about it? The fact that I'll go one step is further. stepping out? I'll go one step further. Yeah. And you're going to accuse me when you hear this of being cynical and jaded. You? Yeah, I'm going to say this. He cleared those lines with Donnie John Trump. You think he so? He said, oh, do I think so? Chris Christie was the one who was helping Donald prep for the debates. If you remember that. Like, I do. he was part of the debate team. Then he got COVID. That's right. <laughs> There's, that was his thanks. Here, I'm going to give you COVID. So... It's like he's part of the Trump team. So when he says something uh, on the George Stephanopoulos show, he's already cleared it with Trump. Obvious to me. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, so I can understand why you watch the shows, uh, but uh, I don't think there's anything spontaneous. But I think Pat Wayne has left the room again. Well, every now and then he just forgot. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Pat Wayland has left the room. It's as good a point as ever to just to close it down anyway. Oh, my Lord. So, Pat, thank you very much uh, for doing the show. I appreciate it. I hope you're okay. He, here he comes. <laughs> he just took Can you a hear walk. Me? We didn't hear any of that, but it's time we, we head off anyway. So I got a good chuckle at it. Just every now and then he would just disappear. Folks, he's sitting in a screen and all of a sudden he gets up and he just walks somewhere. What do you go get? He, oh, he got like a something. That will be a charger. <laughs> he got computer a charger. charger. <laughs> we've, we've been, I've been gabbing so long, my computer's going to die. 
All right. Well, let's get you charged up on your computer. So I want to say uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and everybody in your family and to Susie. And uh, stay safe and sound. Uh, and keep watching those Sunday morning talk shows because then I don't have to watch them. All right. Right back at you. And, you know, anytime Rom says some scripted baloney, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll text you immediately. Text me immediately. And when you do say this, who, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my ringtone for you. All right. Who, what? That, who, what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Is it wait? It could be a wait. I don't know. It's a, I'm pretty sure it's a who. I'm going to go back and watch it right now. Please do. Uh, all right, Pat Whalen. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you real soon. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. All right. That's a great Pat Whalen. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody.